This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. And if you've been tuning in lately, you know, Small Biz Florida is back on the road again. We are covering and working the 2023 Florida Chamber uh, Future of Florida Forum. Uh, the room is packed. Uh, all kinds of, of business, government, education leaders, all talking about the future of Florida. Theme this uh, these last couple of days is race to 2030. So it's all about positioning Florida for the future, and the conversations have been incredible. Over 70 speakers uh, here at the event, so really all kinds of great information. And hopefully um, you're tuning in because we're trying to bring you as much of it as we can. And um, we have one of those uh, participants and supporters of the uh, Future of Florida Forum with us right now, a very innovative program, uh, all about healthcare. Uh, and it is uh, Maria Darby, who serves as Chief Operating Officer at Dwyer Workforce Development. Uh, Maria, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you. Absolutely. And um, uh, Maria, but we were, we were chatting a little bit before we went on, uh, on the air. Um, just real quickly before we get to your background and pathway, where are you from? Are you from Florida? No, from Baltimore, Maryland. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> well, welcome to Florida. Thank you. Yes, I wanted to welcome you to the show and welcome you to Florida. Um, so let's start as we always do, uh, Maria, just a little bit of your uh, background, your pathway to your current role as Chief Operating Officer at Dwyer uh, Workforce Development. Sure. Um, I've worked in nonprofits my almost my whole entire career, really focusing on underserved populations and women in particular. Uh, most recently, though, before this uh, position, I was a Chief Operating Officer at Keswick, which is a nonprofit senior care facility in Maryland. Um, and where I was focused on the combination of the work of serving older people, dealing with workforce, um, and my passion for underserved populations. And again, I just can't help but always recognize, I, we've had uh, a number of nonprofits uh, on the show during the last couple of days. And again, I, I'll say it again, I'm impressed with the Florida Chamber of Commerce who has immersed itself in some pretty important uh, issues, uh, child care, child welfare, uh, children in poverty. It, and, you know, there's an important connection there to business. Correct. Uh, which, which we've been able to make that uh, argument uh, in multiple episodes here over the last couple of days. And uh, not a lot unlike what you're doing. I mean, here you are a nonprofit that's really dedicated to uh, developing a pipeline and workforce for healthcare. 
Correct. So tell us about uh, what Dwyer Workforce Development is all about. You know, it's, it's I'm so blessed to be able to do this work because it's a combination of serving underserved populations while really dealing with the sort of healthcare crisis, right? So what our, our vision is uh, threefold, to um, uh, give opportunities to underserved populations, to um, improve the lives of um, older adults, and to deal with the healthcare staffing crisis. And so we do that really by uh, giving opportunities, um, providing training and wraparound support services for um, uh, low-income people, and then creating opportunities for them to be placed in facilities and senior care facilities uh, where they have good mentorship opportunities and growth opportunities, but really not just stopping there, because we know that a lot of it is around the wraparound supports, right? It's around how do people deal with the challenges they have, not just they get a job, all those things don't go away. Like, And so how do you deal with the benefits cliff, right? So how do you help people, help support people through the transition of maybe being reliant on benefits to a place where they're making an income while they're also getting some support services from us. So they're in a place where they're able to become independent and live, you know, kind of in their whole, in their environment, but also looking at the future, recognizing that a lot of entry-level jobs, certified nursing assistance, which is where we focus as the entry level, is not necessarily going to provide the economic stability for a family. And so it's about saying, well, you know, how do we get people to the next phase? And that's about creating um, financial support. So that's really kind of our sweet sauce. So, so it's between the wraparound support services while they're in this transition period, but it's also about saying you want to become, a, you know, a patient tech or a pharmacy tech or a med tech up to be an LPN or an RN, but not only are we going to encourage you to do it, we're going to pay for you to do it. And we're going to work with senior care providers that are willing to work with you in the, in your, you know, in your um, scheduling so that you're able to balance home life and work while also going to school. So that's really exciting work. And we're so, we're, you know, it's been, it's really been interesting to, to do this. Uh, all right, Maria, I'm confused. I'm just, I'm totally confused. What, what, so you're you're offering an individual the opportunity to get into the entry level in healthcare as a CNA, certified nursing assistant, and you're willing to provide all these wraparound services. You're willing to provide cover the cost of the CNA certification. I'm confused, Maria. Why? I don't... Because it's the right thing to do, right? What's good for the community. Oh, it's the right thing to do. Oh, you know what? That was the one thing I didn't think of. But it's also good for business, right? It's really about this. The number of people that are turning 65 in this country every day is astonishing. I think the number is like 10,000 people a day are turning 65. And what that looks like in the year, in 10 years from now, is that we have no infrastructure support from a staffing mechanism that will be able to support people as they age in a country where we're living longer and longer. You know, statistically, yeah. most of us that are, you know, in their 50s um, or older are going to... And, are going to live to over a hundred. I have a 93 year old father. And so figuring out how we're going to create those opportunities while also increasing the tax base in communities by having people who are making decent incomes, by creating um, stable housing and environments, by creating children who are more successful because their home environment is better when they go to school. So the generations of outcomes right. are going to be incredible. Well, and again, this is the same discussion we've had with some other nonprofits that this really all translates into better business. Correct. Right. But, but how does all this get funded? Uh, talk to us about uh, 
who founded the Dwyer Workforce Development? Where is your funding coming from? Sure. So Jack Dwyer, um, who owns uh, CFG Bank and the Capital Funding Group, which is the largest uh, private bank in Baltimore, um, recognized the staffing crisis long before, um, you know, before the pandemic. And so when this opportunity came, he hired Barb Clapp, our CEO, uh, and they together sort of created this, this sort of opportunity for this nonprofit to exist to do this work. And, and Jack initially invested in it. And then we, you know, because, you know, we all know that funding for nonprofits is challenging. He um, had this vision and Barb shepherded this deal in Texas to buy 63 nursing facilities. And we turned them from for-profits to nonprofits so that then the, the money um, gets reinvested in those nonprofits and their staff, uh, Well Central Health. And then the balance of what would go to an ownership group is then reinvested in the nonprofit and we're able to replicate this model then across the country and in various communities like here in Florida we're working with the career source workforce boards and we're starting in Brevard County which is very exciting um, and they're helping us with the you know facilitating the training the recruitment and the training because they're doing what they do best and we know that um, our goal is to not replicate what's happening in communities that's already being done well right. we want to take those strengths and then pair it with what we can do and then create better outcomes for everyone. Is there an eligibility uh, requirement for those that participate in your program? You know, we are really focused on underserved populations, but we don't have, you know, that's the benefit of having unrestricted funding, you know, where it's not coming from a government source or is that we can really work with individuals to determine what that can be. Because we know that sometimes government does all it can do, but it has to have parameters. And sometimes there's, so we can serve those people, but we can also serve the people who are maybe making a little bit more than technically is allowed right. to be from a government program and still create change for themselves and for their communities. Wow. Okay. So th the model of the Dwyer Workforce Development is already happening in, in Baltimore? In or? Baltimore. It started right. in Baltimore. And so why Florida? Why was your next stop Florida? Uh, so our next stop was Texas. We okay. went from right. Baltimore to Texas and okay. then from Texas to Florida. Jack Dwyer lives here oh, in, okay. in, in Florida. And when we were talking about where to go next, of course, it made sense to kind of be, you know, supportive of the state in which he, you know, lives now and is really invested in the community. And we, and we also know just the population, right? The aging right. population in Florida, but also the combination of the aging population with the influx of younger people coming into the community right. creates a real opportunity for the model to be successful. And, you know, um, I'll never forget, uh, I always remember this, I quote it quite often, but uh, Dr. Jerry Parrish, who uh, is still very involved in, uh, uh, you know, economics in the state of Florida, mm -hmm. but he, he used to be the chief economist for the Florida Chamber. Um, and I'll never forget Jerry telling us one time that the old model in Florida was build a golf course and put houses around it. The new model in Florida is build a hospital and put houses around it. <laughs> Probably smart, right? Right, right. Well, I think it's, I think it's, he's, it's, it's proven to be correct. Correct, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we're building entire communities around hospitals. Well, and I think that... And, and, or well, healthcare facilities, healthcare, wellness. Support, right, yep. right. Because again, as we live longer, it you know, doesn't mean we'll all live well longer. And right. the likelihood, even if we are able to live well into our 80s or 90s, that for a lot of people, they're, the, you know, the issues around their, um, their health situation may 
require them to live someplace other than their home. And we want to make sure, as I'm sure you and I both want to make sure there are talented people that are there to do that work. And if we don't create the pipeline on the front end, they're not going to be there on the back end. And recognizing that, you know, in communities, um, you know, there's a whole, as we struggle for workforce, we just spend all the morning talking about workforce right. here, is where do you look for pockets of people who are committed, who work hard, who want to change their situation and who are focused on the future, how do you create opportunities for them in a way that is both a win for them, but also a win for the community? No, it makes absolute sense. In fact, Maria, it may make, it may make too much sense. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> well, you know, it's been it's been we've been really well received here in Florida, and certainly we're being asked to you know to talk to other people across the country because most people in this work understand the need to provide these wraparound support services to um, to the folks that we're talking about, but there's just not funding there for it. You know, it's not reimbursable. CMS isn't paying for it. Medicaid and Medicare aren't paying for it. Governments can't pay for it in the same way. So it's really you know the model that Jack and his family, uh, he and his wife Nancy and their kids, and then have really envisioned and then tied with the vision of our CEO, Barb Clapp, is to say, what do we, how do we make sense of this, right? How do we create um, a win-win partnership for the communities, for the, the people, for business? Because we do believe that you can do good and do well, right? At the right. same time, there's opportunities for people. And, and I think that this, um, this model works. And in Florida, the, you know, people have been very open to the discussions and that's what we're looking for, yep. you know? Love it. How does one uh, find your organization um, they want to have a conversation with you? <laughs> um, so you can, uh, well, we're on Instagram and Facebook, and um, but we also, our website is DwyerWorkforceDevelopment.org, has contact information. So whether you want to become involved with us, you want to partner with us, um, you want us to think about coming you know, to your area of the state, um, as well as if you're a person who's looking for this opportunity for yourself, there is a form online and we get back to folks within 24 hours, talk about what's next for them. Okay, I love it. Uh, it is Maria Darby who serves as Chief Operating Officer at Dwyer Workforce Development, a very innovative and almost unbelievable uh, workforce development uh, foundation, nonprofit, uh, looking to uh, enhance the, uh, the, the channel of, of new health care providers. Very excited, and we're thrilled to be here in Florida, so thanks for okay. so much for having me. Yep. Welcome to Florida. Welcome uh, uh, to Small Biz Florida, and uh, thank you for being supportive of the Florida Chamber Foundation's uh, Future of Florida Forum. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, thank you for tuning in to Small Biz Florida, this special series from the Future of Florida Forum 2023. For more discussions and updates from this event, be sure to connect with us on social media at Small Biz Florida. Don't miss out on upcoming episodes. Subscribe now to stay informed about Florida's journey to 2030 and beyond. Until next time, stay inspired and keep pushing the boundaries of possibilities. I'm Tom Kindred, and this is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.